Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Russell Life Matt, and I'm here with my cousin Kyle Pauly on episode 39 of Wrestle Life Radio. We're here to tell you about WWE Raw. AEW, AEW, AEW. That's how I felt before the show got started uh, on Monday. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> so here's the thing I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I said it yesterday on our Hell in a Cell review show. I do not want to watch Raw, but I did it so you don't have to. And let me tell you, it was worse than expected. It was bad. And this might have been the worst 24 hours in in WWE in a long, long time. It was just no good. Yeah, it was boring, and I hated it. Also, as we said in the Hell in a Cell review show, last week we had Rey Mysterio versus... Uh, uh, we had Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. That didn't happen. We had Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar. That basically didn't happen. And we had The Fiend, who was promised big things. That basically didn't happen. And it was announced on Twitter before Raw that we're going to be opening up with Rusev versus Randy Orton. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe they're doing something with Rusev. But they didn't open up with a match, like promised, because WWE are liars. They opened up, like, as soon as the little, you know, the skillet theme song was over, he's getting the crap kicked out of him by Randy Orton and King Corbin. And Rusev just, like, getting destroyed. He gets think, the upper uh, hand. I think I think Skillet just pumped up Orton and... Uh, yeah, I see that. Corbin. Skillet's good. Yeah. They were just so jacked hearing that theme song and the fire was going off. They are like, oh, you know what? Screw this. We're just going to do this now. <laughs> I just... I, it, it made no sense. And it's, they're like, I think maybe the announcers mentioned something about, you know, these are two guys from Team Flair against one guy from Team Hogan or something like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> Vic really, Joseph tried to say that and completely screwed it up and then just gave up on it halfway through. Yeah, it's He's like, it's really Team stupid. Flair. The team t- I mean, they're, they're attacking Rusev. <laughs> it was a it's disaster. so dumb. So Rusev finally gets the upper hand. And then Bobby Lashley comes on the screen. And he's like in a robe. And basically what he says, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it does not deserve the time and it's getting late. But Bobby Lashley basically says, hey, I'm here at your house wearing your robe and I'm about to sleep with your wife. That's what happened. This like, and I've heard it described as softcore porn music. So it's like this weird smooth jazz starts playing. And at that point, I literally looked at my wife and I said, Really? Like, this is friggin' Days of Our Lives or some crap. And then Lana comes, and she's in a robe, and she gets under the covers, takes off her robe. Then she, like, pretends that she takes off her bra, and then Bobby and her are in bed. And Lana says, by the way, everything you own is mine now. Our checking accounts, they are no longer joint. It's all in my name. And let me tell you guys something. This really bothered me. The reason this really bothered me is because what I do for my day job, what I do for my day job is I'm a banker, all right? So as she said that, I looked at my wife and I said, that's not how checking accounts work. 
So just so you guys know, if you're ever thinking about defrauding uh, one of your partners, someone else on an account with you, technically you could take all that money out and put it into an account that has just your name on it. But trust me, your partner's lawyer will have a lot to say about it. And that's all that I'll, that's all I'll go to. So yes, please don't do that. It is not legal. But also Rusev don't leave your that. husband for a uh, battle toad. <laughs> yes, that is bad. That is no good. That is no good. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So basically what goes on from there is Rusev is like fired up now. Instead of looking like a lost puppy like he did last week, he's fired up and he beats the crap out of Baron Corbin and Randy Orton. It took him a while. And it did. With it WWE's did. booking nowadays, I was like, he's just going to sit there and take this like a total loser. And I'm so yep. happy he got mad and just beat the crap out of Orton and Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's... Like I said, I, I miss, you know, I said in our Hell in the Cell review, I miss uh, Orton with, you know, Revival lackeys yeah. and, you know, being that, and he was kind of a geek here <clears throat> getting beat up by Rusev, but that was fine. You know, uh, like I said, at least there's a baby face who, you know, wasn't going to put up with somebody laughing at him and making a joke out of him. He got angry and he took it to the two heels. So yeah, in a sense, I was happy with that. But as far as, the whole angle with Lana and Rusev and Lashley, I could care less. Yeah. It's just so dumb. And it's like, and I can't remember who pointed this out. It actually might've been my wife, but someone said, wow, they have this terrible angle with Maria and Mike. Like, how can they make it worse? Is there any possible way to make it worse? And, like, and what well, is, yeah, I what don't is know if it's Paul Heyman or Vince McMahon or one of the writers or whoever, who is having marital problems to where they're just like, <laughs> all their storylines have to have bad marriages in them. Like, I, I don't know. Makes no sense. It was not good. It was bad. And like, I like Bobby Lashley a lot. And I'm not as high on Rusev as most people are. With that said, I like Rusev a lot. Uh, but people are, you know, really, really, really high on him. But the, to bring him back, it's like, you know, pretending to be the father of Maria's baby. And then have his wife cheat on him. Which like, if he if he may have been the father of Maria's baby, which obviously he wasn't, they made that very clear. But like, would you still feel bad about Lana cheating on him? Cause then that means that he's cheating on her. Like this whole thing is so convoluted and stupid. And like, you just have to shut your brain off. And like, I sent out a tweet, which I was very proud of. And I said, Oh, I'm so sick of these temptation Island commercials. Oh no, wait, that's actually Lana and Lashley. And it's just so stupid. And I just, I'm just so over it. Yeah, like it, I, I was, I already didn't want to watch the show and it just, I, like it took all the wind out of me. Yeah. I mean, it was so, you know, such a success on last week's Raw where they ended it. They were like, we got to start it with the same thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, horrible. It's, it, and I just don't understand too. Lana and Ruza left because they were pretty frustrated with how things were going. And then they finally came back and they came back and do this. Like, I don't understand. Sure. You would think, this will be the first thing they would say no to. It's like, okay, well, yeah. we'll bring you back, but you know, we're going to do a storyline where you and your wife, you know, separate. And that they've already done and failed miserably. Well, they wanted to do it originally, but then Lon and Rusev went and got engaged in real life because they actually love each other. You know, like, and WWE doesn't understand that, so they got angry and just dropped it because they didn't really have a choice after they got engaged. But now they're Why just wanting to go back. Why to can it. you not separate social media from a television show? Can you I, I not do know. that? So they're doing it now, though, and it's going great. 
Oh, and our first match, our first actual match that opened the show, which was announced at Hell in a Cell because everyone wants to see it so much. Natalia versus Lacey Evans for the eighth time. Eight. Eighth time. Yeah, they all, they also failed to mention anything about Bray Wyatt or Seth Rollins. To, they sure <laughs> to did. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that too. So yeah, Natalia Lacey Evans, eighth time. Natalia won, which brings the tally to four and four. 50-50 booking if I've ever seen it. The match was fine. As a matter of fact, for the two of them, match was real good. Lacey had the upper hand almost the whole time until she drags Natalia up the ramp. Natalia actually finally gets some offense, picks her up and power bombs her off the stage into, you know, one of those crash tables um, right. where it's super safe. But at the same time, it looked cool. And uh, Lacey couldn't get out for the 10 count. I don't know why Natalia won this. I thought they were pushing Lacey Evans, but you know what? As much as I love Lacey's character, she's got a lot to learn in the wrestling ring. I don't really have a problem with this, but I don't know. I just, I hope this is really it. I do not want to see another one. Well, I think they kind of put the cap on this and they're probably going to go separate ways in the draft. So I think that's kind of why they ended this and it is more of a blow off match. And um, I'm kind of glad to see Natalia get the win in the end. Um, and I really enjoyed it too. It was, it, they worked really hard. There were a lot of cool spots. I think the only downside, it was a very long match, which um, uh, kind of was a trend on the show. Uh, 18 yeah. minutes. Yeah. There's several long matches. So, this was another one. I mean, this made sense though because it was a last woman standing match and a blow off to their feud. Um, but uh, there were spots where they kind of draw, like Evans would knock down Natalia and she'd go all the way to a nine count and Evans would just kind of stand there and wait for her. Yeah. And Natalia would get up and she'd knock her back down and we'd go right back to the nine count. There was a little bit too much of that. So it went long, but they both worked really hard. Evans. I think she's improved since working with Natalia. Um, I do too. Natalia's made her, it's helped her. So let's hope it carries over to wherever show she goes on and, you know, what her future takes on next. I think it's helped her in that sense. Um, but I'm glad Natalia got the win in the end. Um, and it was an enjoyable match. Yeah. Uh, the Street Profits are backstage. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't remember what they said. They were talking about something, and I have no notes here, and I really don't remember. Do you? I don't think it was important. Do you remember at all? They, uh, they did a scouting report on uh, you know all the oh that's the right. Potential... Oh my gosh, it was so bad. This was the yeah. worst street problem I, I said, I've uh, ever seen. I, I absolutely said on the Hell in a Cell you know show that I'm tired of them. This did not help. Uh, they said Apollo Cruz is a blue chipper. Blah blah. blah. Uh, then they said, and then Drake. I mean, and Buddy Murphy's face pops up, and they're like, oh, my bad, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they did. So somebody got the cue card wrong or whatever they're reading. Uh-huh. Uh, then they talked about Drake Maverick, and uh, then they went on to talk about the Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman thing, which they built the entire show around. Um, so, yeah, it was fine. And also, um, we uh, got to Black. see Alistair Black before this in yep. a room again. Yeah, and he's like, at least he didn't stay in there for very long. He he learned his lesson the first time. He's like, all right, I'm nobody's going to come to this room probably because I didn't give <laughs> coordinates to it. Uh, but he he would later come out. But yeah, he's he's sitting in the dark room and makes his challenge again. And then we had uh, Charlie Caruso interviewing Fury backstage. Who got he got booed to start with? I think because maybe a lot of wrestling fans don't know him. Yeah. Uh, but I love Tyson Fury. Um, I hope he because. For, for whatever reason, I, I guess people think that 
you know, they'll have charisma somewhere and then they'll come to WWE and maybe they feel out of place a little bit because it is a zany circus atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's not, he's just not himself yet. Yeah. Uh, he cut a pretty good promo. I mean, just, you know, saying his lines. But and he all did that. say something like Braun Strowman is going to get some of these hands or something. And I'm like, yeah, he, right. he wanted an apology from Strowman or else he's going to get these hands. Yeah. He's a really good talker. I mean, even when he's, you know, building a boxing fight or, you know, when he's talking on the mic, he's a good boxing talker. Um, so I hope he learns to do wrestling talk. He legit loves wrestling too. Like, uh, and a lot, yeah. a lot of and he, times. And like, that's one reason why his boxing promos have been good. Cause yeah. he's, he's a wrestling fan. So he kind of takes some of that. Uh, and people do that in UFC these days too. Uh, one reason Conor McGregor's, you know, kind of took off is cause he kind of did that. He took a little bit of wrestling and, you know, use it to build his fights. Yeah. So like, I really hate it when someone like friggin' Jeremy Piven is on the show and he's like, we're going to have Summerfest. And I'm like, no, we're not going to have Summerfest. We're going to have SummerSlam. And you're not a wrestling fan. If you're a wrestling fan, you would know. But Tyson Fury, like, I, I don't watch boxing. I watch a little bit of UFC. So, like, I know who Cain Velasquez is. I don't really care that he's in WWE. It's not really my thing. But even though I know it's going to be a big money match, I'm, I, I know that it is. But, like, I don't care. But Tyson Fury... I had only heard of the guy because, like, I know he had this really controversial box boxing match, right? He, like, lost by decision or something. Is that what happened? Uh, he basically won almost every round except he – which is crazy, too, because he got knocked out, essentially, in the, like, final round uh, by uh, Deontay Wilder, who was undefeated boxer, knocking everybody out. He knocks Fury down to the mat, basically a knockout, and he's sitting there, like, breathing heavy, like he's out – and the referee's counting him out, and he literally like is knocked out breathing, and then also is like <gasps> and like wakes up and just sits up like the Undertaker, like the dead man, and stands up, and he's good. It was it was if you haven't seen this you know boxing fight, you need to go watch it because it might give you some appreciation oh, for uh, Mr. Fury. Huh. He's awesome. Like I I love him as a as a fighter, uh, and so the end of the match, um, even though he won a majority of the rounds easily against Wilder. Who's a little bit of a wild man. Um, he, uh, they gave him the tie in the decision. Interesting. Okay. I mean, he almost not, I mean, it, it was as close to a knock or a knockout as you could get. So I, you know, I was fine with the tie. They're going to go back and fight at some point down the road again. So I think it'll work itself out, but well, so for like for wrestling though, like, I, I don't I just don't care like uh, Tyson Fury doesn't do anything for me I guess is what I should say like I'm not watching yeah. the show because of Tyson Fury and I won't watch I won't be excited for the show because of Tyson Fury and I know they're building to the Braun Strowman thing at Crown Jewel uh, which is fine because I'm not going to watch that show anyway but I it, I just don't care and they built this whole show around it and the show was already bad I just I don't know we'll, we'll we'll talk more about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman at the end of the show but. Uh, it just didn't, well, and didn't I think it's me. a good matchup. Like they're very, I mean, they're similar in size. And it's a believable brawl or something, even though I know that Fury would kill him if they, you know, uh, but um, still it, it, visually, it's a good matchup between That's the two. Um, but it's strange because Fury is a good guy. Uh, he's a very charitable person. You know, he's in boxing, usually the favorite and fans love him. And so Strowman is a baby face in WWE now right. fans like him. So it's like, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy here? Yeah. I mean, they, they booed fury at the beginning of this segment. Uh, just cause I mean, fans, 
obviously WWE fans are quick to boo who people they don't know right. or they like Jeremy Piven, people who kind of infringe on, you know, wrestling and all that. But uh, so we'll see what happens. But um, it's strange that they're pair pairing these two together to be like good guys who just want to beat each other up. Yeah. So no, no idea. But it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Viking Raiders versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode in a non-title match, which I immediately knew. Robert Roode. Robert Roode, excuse me. Uh, Robert <laughs> Roode, uh, which I immediately knew meant, oh, Viking Raiders are just going to win, aren't they? And they did. The match was... In a 16-minute match. Yeah, the match was fine. It was way too friggin' long. Robert, like, looked half dead. As a matter of fact, at one point, he was out so long on the outside, Dolph Ziggler picked him up and rolled him in the ring. His teammate did it. And I think it was to break the count because they were going to lose. And I just, I just, it's not like this match was bad because it was, it was long. Bad. It was just so long and it didn't matter. And it was so, you know, obvious who was going to win. It was so obvious. Well, I was kind of surprised when they hit the zigzag spine buster thing and Eric kicked out of it. And then, uh, like you said, Viking Raiders got the win, which is good. Uh, and I will say the one good thing to come out of this match, uh, they immediately gave Viking Experience a title match next week, which makes sense, which normally they wouldn't do. They would just beat them, and then they'd probably wrestle them again in a non-title match next week, and that would be for the title opportunity, and then they would lose. Yeah. So it's fine. They won. They get a title shot, and we'll see what happens. They'll probably lose, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So. Uh, then we go, and Alistair back sitting in the back now, but instead of in a suit, he's... You, know, you can only see him from the chest up, so he looks like he's nude. Which, you know, we're, we're pretty understanding that he's not. Like, we're pretty confident he's wearing clothes. Yeah, unless he was going to fight naked. Exactly. And he's like, you know what? I'm not waiting for a fight anymore. Someone's going to challenge me. You better be in the ring. We've got a commercial. We come back. Still the, no mention of Rollins and Wyatt. No, no. No, not <laughs> The at biggest all. story. And then, so we go, and we have the Bollywood Boys, which is what they're, they're listed as on this results show. I'm not entirely sure that's an actual thing. Uh, but maybe it is. I don't know. The, the but it, Singh it's, brothers. It's the Singh time, brothers. Yeah. They were Singh more brothers. characters now, so I could see them being the Bollywood boys. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with them being a jobber team. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black comes out and beats the crap out of both of them. I mean, absolutely destroys them. They get no offense in. He does the Black Master one Singh brother, does this awesome looking dragon sleeper to the other, and the match is over. You know what? Just please, more Alistair Black, please. And I know that I complain and I go, oh, these guys are, you know, they're fighting jobbers. We don't want to see them fight jobbers. We want to see them fight people on the roster. And this is what happened. So I don't want to bury it too much, but because of the next match, I have to, you got to give us more wrestling, especially after such a terrible, 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 terrible pay-per-view. You got to give us more matches that matter and that aren't so predictable. Well, it was, and, it was a little off because they did two super long matches and then did this really short squash match. Exactly. Where they exactly. could have probably done them pretty evenly, and they would have all been better. Yep, uh, but Alistair Black looked good. That's fine. I enjoyed it. Moving on. Um, so Tyson Fury, er, Tyson Fury earlier says, "I want an apology, or Braun Strowman's going to get these hands." Now Braun Strowman's, he's like, "I'm not going to apologize unless he asks me nicely, and if he does, maybe I'll do it. And if not, he's going to get these hands." I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> I just whatever. Uh, also, recap- it was uh, hilarious that uh, Charlie, before her interview with him, uh, they went to a commercial break. But they were kind of teasing that he was going to talk. So Strom is standing there talking to this guy, and he is just talking with his arms like nobody's business. Yep. Like I've never seen him so animated. And he just, uh, uh, and he's throwing his <laughs> arms everywhere. 
And I'm like, this is not Braun Strowman. I don't know <laughs> if this is a joke or what he's doing, but it was hilarious. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's just standing there stoic. And I'm like, yeah, that was <laughs> very uh, contrasting uh, Braun Strowman's, but it was hilarious. I don't even know who this short dude was. He was talking to he was just some guy, but he was having a conversation with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I had to find joy in the show some way. Some way. You just did it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Um, Rey Mysterio's in the back, and he says that since he's injured, uh, Dominic's godfather, Cain Velasquez, is going to defend his family's honor. Uh, we do know that Cain Velasquez is not Dominic's real father or real godfather because Rey Mysterio is not Dominic's real father. That would be the late great Eddie Guerrero. But we're just going to we're going to move. Poppy. Yeah, this is Poppy. Um, he did say that uh, Dominic took the beating like a man, and I yeah. was like, well, he took it more like a rag doll. But <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so the next match, and the reason that I, I, I had to rag that last one just a little bit, is you had the OC versus the Lucha House Party. I do want to note, I love the Lucha House Party. They're all so talented and deserve so much better. But in the world of the WWE, they're crap. They never win. Let's, let's send them out there with pinatas. Yeah, exactly. They, they look ridiculous. OC won because they're Mexican. Yep, AJ made him. AJ looks good again. He got the pin on Callisto. And had then, they come out with pinatas before? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like I, a little Fortnite pinata things. Yeah, I just I haven't. I mean, uh, they come out and I'm just like, okay, I, I enjoy them, but like you said, they they don't book them anything, which is a shame. Uh, and this is literally the first time I saw them with pinatas, and I was just like, really? Yep. So they might as well have ridden out in the lawnmowers like the mixed schools because it's just like. I mean, you just want to talk about Funaki being racist. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I get their house party and, you know, pinatas are, you know, you know, synonymous with like Mexican heritage. Yeah. But still, it's it's just kind of like WWE is, it's just not right where WWE, I guess. I guess. I guess. So during the Hell in the Cell show, I told you that I was really bored with this Raw and I fell asleep through it. And it was during this match. Uh, and I slept through the Miz's entrance and Becky Lynch's entrance. And then I wake up to see Miz TV. And the Miz and Becky Lynch are in the ring, and he's introducing Charlotte Flair. That's when I woke up. So, yeah, I don't know if the OC versus Lucha House Party was good or not. I'm just reading notes here. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys, because I was so bored at this point. And AJ Styles is my favorite guy on the roster. I was just so bored and I'm just so tired and frustrated and I fell asleep for a few minutes. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a good match. It, it was another long match. It went up yeah. almost 10 minutes, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, Lucha House Party are great. They, they, you know, did a lot of cool moves. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Jesus. I'm blanking on his name. Grand Metal. Uh, Kalisto. 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 Okay. He did a, the, you know, the Tajiri where he used to spring off the ropes with his feet and do yeah. the thing. I, I, maybe it's just because, like I said, I, I haven't really paid much attention to Lucha House Party, but I, this is the first time I noticed it. He does, he does the same thing, but at least in this match, I don't know if he's done it before. He does that move, but with no hands. And I rewound oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. like four or five times. It was like, yeah. so good. How, <laughs> how did he do that? He's just so talented. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So they did that, and they, they actually had a really cool spot too where all three of the Lucha House Party – uh, they had knocked the OC, everybody to the outside, and they all three climbed up on the same turnbuckle 
to the very top, like all of them on the top turnbuckle and all jump to the outside at the same time. It was really oh, cool. That's cool. Well, I'm going to uh, have to go back and watch this match now. Yeah. So they did some pretty cool stuff with it. Um, yeah, awesome. It was a little long because, you know, we all kind of knew what the result was going to be, yeah. but they made it entertaining. Um, um, but obviously, OC won. Uh, uh, Styles countered the Selena Del Sol into the Pele kick and then hit a phenomenal forearm, got the victory. And so uh, they concluded the match by beating them up, beating them all up. Just Styles clashed to Dorado from the middle rope. And yeah, that's when we went into Miss TV. Yeah, cool. They actually they recapped the uh, Sasha and Becky Hill in the Cell match, which is like the first mention of Hell in a Cell in this show. Yeah, it's still no mention of the Fiend versus the Architect. <laughs> nope, nope. But we're I wonder get why. There. Yep. So Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair were on Miss TV. They did some banter back and forth. They kind of insulted each other and then got in each other's faces and held up their own respective titles. What I assume is going to happen is we're going to have Becky versus Charlotte, which I both love and hate because I I always love seeing these people wrestle, seeing these girls wrestle. But we have seen it a lot, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of maybe they'll just wrestle on SmackDown Friday just to have like one final. Okay, that, that might be possible. I would. It is a draft show, so yeah, yeah. So Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair are doing that, but they get interrupted by the Kabuki Warriors because that match has been announced. And the Kabuki Warriors cut like a two-minute promo in Japanese. And let me tell you what Vince McMahon thinks because Vince McMahon is a, is a racist, okay? And I don't know that, but you know what? I, I really think so after this promo. Vince McMahon thinks they're speaking Japanese. They're going to boo them because they don't understand what they're saying. No, they didn't. They didn't boo him at all, but they did give him some what chance, which yeah, they were hilarious. Give him what chance. Yeah. yeah. So Austin Kyrie Singh cut a two minute promo in Japanese, and everyone's just like, what? What? And they're not booing him because they're amazing, and their hill turn came out of nowhere. And then, like, are they really hills? If you didn't see the pay per view last night, you'd have no flipping idea. So, yeah, it made no sense. It was really bad. But this man just knew that if they out there, that's why he doesn't let like Shinsuke talk or Andrade. He won't push Andrade because he can't speak English. And I just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But they had. I, to, I actually like it. Uh, them just talking Japanese. No, yeah, I thought it was great too. I just, I know, like if you're sitting in the backstage, you know that this man has on his paper they will get booed because they're speaking Japanese. Like, yeah, it's yes. absolutely because he's done this kind of stuff before. It just bothers me. It really bothers me. I'm sorry. They should at least have a translator. Yeah. And, and I will say in uh, like UFC, I've, I've compared it to, you know, um, I, I was saying that I'd rather have Shinsuke, you know, speak Japanese and have a translator and not have Sami Zayn. Uh, same with the Kabuki Warriors and, you know, anybody else who, you know, like, I mean, AOP, they're doing it with them where they're, and they also had a, a promo tonight. That was, you know, the same thing. Great. But great. Yeah looking forward to seeing their match but you know same thing that they've been doing but you know for what it is it's fine so uh yeah i would i would welcome the you know more languages you know making it more diverse but they probably do need to have somebody there to translate that's kind of how ufc gets away with it they uh you know they'll have a brazilian in there who'll do a whole promo in uh portuguese and they'll have a translator come in and say it and that way the entire crowd at least knows what they say yeah that's fair yeah so I'm all for that. They, I'm sure Austin got a way better Japanese promo than she can an American promo. So I'm all right. for it. Right. 
So the match was fine. Uh, another long match. With, <laughs> yeah, it was another long match. Too long. And then Asuka spits in Becky Lynch's eyes. The poison mist got green all over her. I mean, she is covered in this crap. And Kyrie Sane does the most devastating finisher in all the WWE. Because as I said on the Hell in a Cell review show, you can't have a WWE show without having a match ending in a roll-up. That's exactly what happened. Kyrie Sane pins Becky Lynch. It was dumb. Yep. I hate referee, it. I, I think Oscar had more of the dye of the spit or whatever all over her. And Becky was also covered like Nikki Cross was yeah. on uh, Hell in a Cell. And the referee still countered it. I guess yeah. he didn't. He he must have heard how bad Hell in a Cell was and didn't rewatch it because uh, yeah, he, he didn't Obviously. learn from his mistake. Obviously, the problem is like if this is supposed to be treated like a real sport, do they not know? Like if you have a guy in the NFL and he is known for being a jerk and trying to hurt other players, if he does something that you think like in Damakong Su, let's say for example, okay, if you don't watch football, he's pretty well accepted as a dirty player. When he goes and or Montez perfect, right? So it just happened. When right. they do something, and it's like, is he trying to hurt him though? Well, he probably is, and they're going to be stricter on these guys. So if Oscar is going to continue spraying green mist in people's faces, and it's going to be all over them, if and again, I don't really have a problem with the poison mist, okay? But if they're trying to present it as a real sport, it's just it's just so obvious, and it just looks so dumb. So I don't know. Like I popped. They will stop entire fights in UFC for eye pokes. Yeah. But a mist that completely blinds your opponent is, you know, not disqualification. As long as you don't see it. Even though the referee Uh, clearly sees it. Exactly. Exactly. He's colorblind. After the match was over, Alexa and Nikki came in. They fought off the Kabuki Warriors. It was weird because it's not like, I don't really think the Kabuki Warriors were still attacking Charlotte and Bailey, if I remember right. So it's like well, Charlotte two good guys uh, after two bad guys after uh, uh, Becky was incapacitated from the mist. Uh, Charlotte came in and tried to take both of them on, and so they were both that's beating right. down yeah. Charlotte. That. And that's what brought Oscar. I mean, uh, Charlotte, ugh, Alexa, and Nikki Cross. Uh, yeah. That's what brought them out. It was also a little strange. Obviously, Nikki came out and she yelled and ran around the ring, and the crowd loved her. Uh, however, Alexa, who Hasn't really been a babyface at all since she was uh, the little fairy character that she was in NXT. I don't think she quite knows how to be a babyface yet because she tried to like pound her chest or do something like to celebrate, and it was like really awkward looking. Like she just kind of like slapped her shirt, and I was like, "What is?" <laughs> she got to work on something, like work on a a corner pose or something. To uh, she kind of didn't know what to do after she actually came out victorious and was getting being cheered, but. Yeah. She'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Um, so then we finally hear about Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. Two hours and 24 minutes into the show <laughs> is when they finally acknowledged it. And the reason they did it this way is because it was a completely controlled environment. You know, the live crowd had no impact on this. I have no idea how the live crowd reacted. But... They when they showed this, it was everything was canned. It was a it was an actual uh, set video. There was no crowd noise. They did have some of the booing, none of the chanting, but they did have some of the booing toward the end of the the end of the package, the video package. Right. But yeah, this is really the only way they could do it. And then as soon as it was over, 
Vic Joseph was like, oh, wasn't Hell in a Cell great? And Jerry Lawler's like, it was something. And then they moved on from it. <laughs> like, it, it, it that's, 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 that's what they had to do because yeah. they didn't want to get buried into this bull crap that they dealt with the night before. Yep. So I, I don't know. Um, then we have this, like, this really strange main event. And first of all, I want to say it was great. I don't want to knock it. I enjoyed it. But why? So they're like, oh, this is a, you know, a, a draft, a draft highlight showcase. So yeah, a draft showcase, what it is. And it's Apollo Crews versus Ricochet. They both cut a promo and they're like, oh, we like each other. We're really good friends, but we know what's at stake here. And they wrestled. And of all the long bullcrap matches they had tonight, this one was just not long enough. It was like seven or eight minutes. If how do you know how long it was? Um, it's about four or five minutes. Okay, yeah. So if, not even if that five long. minutes, probably closer to three or four minutes. Yeah, and then they both do some really awesome stuff, and then Ricochet hits the recall out of nowhere, and this gets the win. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, and they had promos ahead of time. I mean, I I thought Apollo Cruz did a, a fine job. I mean, he yeah, hasn't been Apollo that strong Cruz. in the mic. Yeah, he did a pretty good job here of saying, you know, saying, "Hey, me and Ricochet are buddies, but you know." I'm here to you know make a statement for the drafts, and then of course we had the ricochet in the gorilla position. The I guess everybody cleared out to give yep. him room, and he had the same basically the same promo he gave a couple weeks ago, and he's mm-hmm. saying he's going to prove that superheroes are real. I hate just it. the, it's just the dumbest. So just stupid. let him be cool. Let him be ricochet. Let him do yeah. cool things in the ring. Why do you have to say? I mean, it's, it's not like Steve Rogers, like Captain America, shows up on the Avengers movie and is like. I'm here to prove that superheroes are real. Yeah, like, it's so dumb. No, like just be cool. That's all you got to do. Do cool stuff and you'll be cool. They just, I don't, they have to try to make you do, you know, whatever. They're like, oh, we want to make him a superhero. So we're going to make him say he's a superhero. <laughs> it's just like, just let him do what he does. And of course he says that dumb line and then the, <laughs> it's so bad. And he's like, oh, there's my cue. And he walks out there. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. I, I almost it. lost my eyeballs in the back of my head. My eyes rolled so far. <laughs> it was really bad. So time for what I guess is your main event. Oh, boy. Um, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman come out. And Tyson Fury comes out first. And then Braun Strowman comes out. And, like, you can go into more detail if you want. But they basically just fought. And then some goobers, some security guards held them apart, and they beat up the security guards. So the locker room empties, which I always think is stupid. That's so stupid. And then I do love how uh, <laughs> I, I do love with these segments, and they kind of did it every time they talked about what happened and all this stuff. Apparently, uh, Dolph Ziggler is just a weapon you can use now because they <laughs> just kept saying like he attacked me with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> He's like he he threw Dolph into me. Like he might as well just say no, like this week I, I attacked you with a Dolph. <laughs> So oh, like, yeah, they're, they're both in the ring. They're surrounded by security. King's yeah. the the mediator of this uh, this confrontation. So they both come out there. Everybody's chanting, "Get these hands!" Uh, you know, they're they're looking at each other. <laughs> Strowman said he would literally eat Fury for lunch, which is not true. No. Uh, so they just went, you know, back and forth. Said they were gonna fight each other. Strowman said he, you know, he put fury on his back. Like the last time he fought wilder, which is what I talked about where he almost knocked him out. 
And uh, the, but Fury came back and said he, at least he was heavyweight champion and asked how many titles Strowman won, which yeah. was you know true. Yeah. <laughs> so they you know have a stare down. They uh, they grab each other and uh, Strowman uh, picks up Fury and puts him in the corner. And they you know security runs in. They try to hold him back. Crowd's chain let them fight. Um, Fury shoves you know the guards out of the way and jumps back on Strowman. They're you know they're having the classic pull apart. I was enjoying it. And then Fury got put in the corner again and he starts throwing punches. And you would think this, he's a great boxer. He's undefeated. He's a world champion many times over. <laughs> Throws the worst fake punches. Uh-huh. I don't think he hit a single person. Didn't no. come close. <laughs> They're all well, just he, falling he, he down. Was, he's afraid he'd murder someone. I mean, these are just good. I'm sure. But like somebody's got to tell him like, dude, like, you don't have to hit the you know the dog crap out of them and murder them, but like at least graze them. <laughs> yeah, he was he threw like the curviest like his arm bent punches uh-huh. like nothing he would really throw in a real fight. They were horrible looking, and I was just like, Ugh. he's supposed to be a boxer, <laughs> and he did not look like it. Floyd did uh, threw better yeah, they punches. They were really than bad. His they really were build up. And then so like all the goobers come out, all the goobers, plus like Devon Dudley was out there. And yeah. then like Cesaro and Ricochet, and there were a couple people that weren't goobers out there. And like this went on so long, like it went on for like ten or fifteen was, yeah. minutes. So it it wasn't like Tyson Austin where um, you know they they did it like really quickly. They 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 push each other, they got separated, they yelled at each other, and then you know they they took everybody out of the ring, got them separated. And I don't even mind like a long pull apart here, but it just went on way like everything on the show. Yeah, went way too long. Like they they got pulled apart like ten times, like as many curb stomps as Seth threw on uh, Hell in a Cell. Like just crazy. Like they would get pulled apart. One would jump, the other one like break through and jump the other one. And they get pulled apart again. They'd yell at each other. And they just did it again. And they did it again. It's like okay, like after three or four, it's like we get it. Like that's what's you know going on. They took Strowman out of the ring. Finally, after like th- you know five or six of them, and he went to the back and actually cut a really good promo. Like he, yeah. like it was like really mad, and he's like, you know, you know, I know Fury's a tough son of a bitch, but blah blah, blah he's gonna get through his damn hands. Like you know, it was great. I loved yeah. it. And then he turns around and runs back out, and I was like, oh god, here we go again. And they did it again. Bunch of geeks separating them, and they you know do it for a little longer. And both times, Seth got, I mean, uh, Strowman got pulled out and. He didn't run away, but he got pulled apart and basically gave in and left. And Fury was kind of the one standing tall here. So uh, it went on way too long. It's, it's classic WWE. Same thing. Basically the exact same thing that happened with that Firefly Funhouse theme song I talked about a couple weeks ago. That right. They played one, like one verse of it and you get it, you know, and then they just kept going. And it's like, <laughs> all right. They kept going. Okay. They kept going. It's like, I get it. <laughs> so same thing here. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Fury needs to work on his uh, worked punches. <laughs> and uh, he, what's crazy, though, is they're, they're going to build a match with these two, supposedly at Crown Jewel. I'm concerned that Tyson doesn't know how to throw fake punches. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I just like, I just bluntly don't care. I mean, like, I'm interested in, in Team Hogan versus Team Flair, and I might go back and watch that match, but Crown Jewel as a whole, it's just going to be a giant cluster, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, their two biggest matches is a part-timer who's barely there, who's the champion who killed Kofi Kingston, 
versus a wrestler who's uh, not going to be there forever. Yeah. He's probably going to have one match and that's it. Uh, he's got a UFC contract. And then we've got Braun Strowman, who's a star uh, or somewhat of a star, the one of the closest ones they had to a star. He's a big baby face against Tyson Fury, who's only going to be there for this one show. And then he's going to go away. So really, and I'm not even sure Strowman's going to win that confrontation. It'd be very strange if he did. So fine. It's at least it's a crown jewel and not like a SummerSlam at a WrestleMania, something like that. So we can kind of just let it go by and nobody's going to really care. Yeah. So at least it's happening there. Yeah, it's true. Now that Raw is over, I do want to say that it is October the 9th and I missed my This Day in Wrestling History. And I just want to say that today was Eddie Guerrero's birthday. I'm a big, big, big fan. So I just wanted to get, I just want to throw that out there. Happy birthday to the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Yes. And he is sorely missed on these terrible shows. Absolutely. Oh man. Um, so that's raw. And I know we went through it really quick, but yesterday's hell in a cell show was so absolutely insanely long and bluntly. Like I just, raw wasn't good enough to spend a lot of time on this week. Nothing interesting. No, it was one of the worst. It had to be the worst two nights in, in wrestling in a long, long, long time and like they really needed to give a slam dunk with this show because hell in a cell ended so bad but like none of the big stars were really on it like or or even the ones that were weren't on it for very long like randy orton big star wasn't on it um you know they have aj in a throwaway six-man tag there was no seth rollins there was no fiend there was no roman reigns there was no daniel bryan i just I don't know. I just wanted something out of the show and they gave me absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. What would you grade WWE raw? Uh, yeah, I mean this, this show, um, obviously it was as bad and, you know, horrible as, you know, like what I gave hell in the cell, but it still wasn't great. I mean, I'm struggling to even give it like a, a C minus. Cause like, you know what? I'll give it a C minus. Because, I mean, it had bad stuff on it. I mean, definitely. It, it, but it had, like, you know, even though it was long, the Natalia and Lacey Evan match was, you know, fine for the most part. Like, it, it was boring, for sure, like, through most parts. And a lot of it did go long. You know what? Screw it. D+. Plus. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find good things to say about the show, but, like, it's not, it's not worth it. It was just – it had some, like, some stuff on it that was, like, okay, but – the bad, I think, far outweighed the good this week. Um, like you said, lack of stars, uh, just lack of anything interesting. Like, yeah. it wasn't an entertaining show, so I'll give it a D plus. Dude, like, I'm sitting here looking over the stuff, and I'm glad Alistair Black's back. And it's just everything was just bad or predictable or, like, even the stuff that was good I just didn't care about. Like, I don't care about Lacey Evans versus Natalia for the eighth time. I don't right. care. I just, ugh. Oh my gosh! And the only the only thing I cared about on the whole show, which is what was they showed with twenty minutes left on the show, I finally got something I cared about, and it was Ricochet versus Apollo Cruz. And like I'm giving this a solid D, and they got to pick it up, man. They got to pick it up because I really enjoy doing these wrestling shows, but I can't keep doing them if I'm not enjoying the you know nine hours of wrestling I'm watching every week. So yeah, uh, unless you want us to become an AEW and NXT. Uh, a review show, you better hope to the good Lord that Raw and SmackDown get better because if they keep doing this crap, 
I'm I I can't. Like it was just not fun to watch. It's not. So yep. Episode thirty nine of Wrestle Life Radio has now been wrapped up, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt. I'm here with Kyle. You can follow our friend Chris Cumby, who will be back for his NXT or his weekly NXT review show in just a few days. Um, you can follow him at Wrestle Life Heel on Twitter. Kyle, where can they find you on Instagram? At Kyle.Polly. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio and at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope that you enjoyed our review more than you enjoyed Raw because who boy, if you didn't, and what are we even doing? We will be back with AEW Dynamite reviews and NXT reviews, and we're really excited about those. And then, of course, we'll also give you SmackDown, and we'll see how that goes. Last week's SmackDown was fun, so let's see if this week's is. Yeah. And, and again, I, one last time. I'm I, sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Well, I'll, I'll just say, like, if you enjoy the show, just make sure you share it on you know Facebook or any s- social media that you have because uh, – we really enjoyed doing the show, so uh, you know we wanted you guys to enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, yeah, just like it or share it or do whatever. And uh, we want to hear from you guys too. So comment, send us, you know, connect with us on social media, like Matt said. Let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk with you guys. We'll hear what you have to say. Yeah, and if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer for you, make sure to leave it in the comments below or send us a message on Instagram or Twitter uh, or Facebook, and we'll right. be more than happy to answer it. We really will. Yes. So one last time, thank you very much. We appreciate each and every one of you. We'll be back in a couple days with AEW Dynamite and NXT. See ya.